Hello, my name is Kimmy. My name's Imwan. And welcome to Not Quite There Yet, episode... Like five? Six! Okay. Yay! Stop yaying for every episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? We need to celebrate little milestones. Which is every every podcast. There's a life lesson. There's a life lesson right there. Yeah, man. Um, you know, during times when uh things don't go as smoothly or how you want it, you gotta celebrate the little things. Anyway, how you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Mm, nothing to report really. I'm just chilling. How are you? <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. Same, same. <laughs> There's just not, not a lot going on. No, just a lot of earthquakes <laughs> recently. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, we just recently had the 10th anniversary since the huge earthquake in Fukushima. Fukushima. Um, it was March 11th. Um, so, yeah, it's weird. What do you call those aftershocks? Oh, I just said oh, it. Yeah. It's an aftershock. So we just had an aftershock of that from 10 years ago recently like a couple of weeks ago um what are you saying an aftershock from something that happened 10 years ago yeah that's what they said is that how aftershocks work no so usually it's like it happens and then you have like little tiny ones from that but yeah they reported that it's pretty much from the same spot and yeah that was scary uh, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think I I mean I've had a lot of earthquakes living here but that was probably the biggest that I experienced and it was <laughs> I just got out of a shower at the time <laughs> so <laughs> I had a towel and then I saw on the TV oh it's on its way the vibrations are on its way so on, t- so on TV it was like flashing red like it's going to shake it's going to shake and I'm just like fuck 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 <laughs> I don't want to die naked so like and then I just quickly went into my room got some underwear and as I'm trying to wear I'm like shaking and I'm like ah, oh, I don't want to die naked and that's all I'm thinking it's weird what you think that's when you're going crazy. through something serious like an emergency but isn't it also because you have experienced a lot of earthquakes although you say this is the biggest one you've experienced but mm. like you've experienced them before you get like lighter earthquakes more regularly than most people would yeah yeah at least so i think you'd have a more level head than say if it was me just randomly hanging out and then experiencing that earthquake like i wouldn't know what to think or to do because i've never Mm. i don't think i've ever experienced an earthquake well come to japan mate (laughs) Mm. it's happening all the time i had one last night i was just telling you before but again five in the morning just like shaking just rolling around on the bed uh, and didn't you say you have a little thing you do where you have a glass of water on a bench at all times or something? I don't do it as much anymore, but I do have like a water jug, like a Brita thing. Oh, yeah. And I put it close by. So if I feel like I'm shaking, I'll look at it. And if that's shaking, I'm like, ah, that is And if it's it. not shaking, it's then... It's just uh... me. It's just me drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got there before I did. Yeah, yeah, gotta gotta get there before you, cause you'll wreck me. Did uh, did I tell you about my my latest business venture? No. Are you familiar with ASMR? Yes. You, yeah, I'm gonna okay. get into some ASMR, doing different sounds. Okay. You know? Okay. Um, and this is one of them. See, see, pretty good, right? It's meant to be pleasant. I don't know how. That could be pleasant. It doesn't have to be pleasant. It just has to make, like, the hairs on the back of your neck stand up or whatever, you know. It's just supposed to give you, like, a almost a physical response, you know. Yeah. I could do that. I could do um, Rubik's Cube. Pretty good, I think. And then aren't you, aren't you meant to whisper like this? Yeah, yeah. Like, but, like, almost in a, almost in a sexual way, but not quite. I'm not going to because 
I just feel like it wouldn't be appropriate. <laughs> and um, then I'm sure there's people you know, who will be like, oh, come on, man, come on. My smooth chocolatey voice. Um, <laughs> Look, we talked I, about it. It's not chocolatey. <laughs> We've talked about this. It's caramel. You know what I like? I like the sound of... Um... No, that's not it. <laughs> People do do that. They do like tapping things. Yeah, yeah. And um, typing. I like the typing sound. I have a friend that sent, um, sends me videos of her typing and I just listen. <laughs> what in the world? That's yeah. kind of weird. But... um. I'm not really doing ASMR. I just needed an excuse to open this water bottle, the so loudest water a, bottle in the world. So you can have a <laughs> like, little swig. I'm parched. I need a drink. But if I open this thing, it's going to go in the back. I could have just done the thing instead of like trying to imitate it. I just didn't want to make a squeaky noise in the background. And then people listen and go, what is that squeaky noise in the background? It's very strange. And then they'll go, that has ASMR potential. Wait a minute. I wonder if he realizes this. Well, uh, if if anybody is looking for an ASMR artist, uh, I guess we've got Imran. Who's, who's... I've got a whole bank of noises. <laughs> um, can that be your, um, what is it, slogan? I've got a bunch of noises for you. No, you said Here's a whole... Velcro. Whole bag of noises. I'm bored. <laughs> oh, okay. I've been locked down for too long, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> what are we talking about today? ASMR. No, uh, we talked about this. We have a plan. I just kind of get away from it. I want to do ASMR now. I think I'd be really good at it. Today we're talking about content, content, and the weird world of promoting yourself. Not promoting yourself, it is for me, but promoting business or whatever. Basically, everything is happening online now. And with the pandemic, more so. And it's pretty freaky, actually. If you really look at it, and you look at how markets function now, it's pretty freaky. What do you mean by freaky? Well, just that everything is at your fingertips at all times and that marketing strategies now have to be built around the idea that people are on their phones constantly. Mm. I don't know. I think it's a very interesting subject. And obviously, I mean, we want to talk about the arts, and that's all I really know about anyway. Mm. And so watching artists having to promote themselves and try to get themselves out and try to get exposure and try to gain followers and the many, many, many aspects of it i find incredibly overwhelming mm. very overwhelming so yeah i just think it's a very interesting thing to ponder on i certainly do not have any answers for this kind of thing at all by any means i'm simply a an artist trying to get out there too and just exploring the many avenues mm. is exhausting so and which bit are you finding it overwhelming like having to do it, um, having to, like, fight the algorithm, having to f create things constantly to put out there so people don't mm. forget about us. When I say us, like, you as Street Rat and myself as whatever, but as artists, the whole point of content creation and doing it constantly is to kind of be seen. So we're constantly like at the back of their minds, even if they're not watching the whole thing or reading the whole uh, caption or whatever, we want to be there, right? So what yeah. what aspect do you find overwhelming the most? All of it. All of it. Um, the frequency thing is a big thing. Frequency is a huge part of it. So it's like... I believe it's a marketing strategy that existed before, you know, mm. uh, social media was the idea of repetition and like there's supposed to be some sort of psychology to if someone is exposed to an image at least three times, then the fourth time they're most likely to then respond to it. So for example, in a very simple way, let's say watching television and then a coca-cola ad came on 
And you're like, oh yeah, Coca-Cola. And then you get in your car and you drive to work and then there's a Coca-Cola billboard, that's two. And then, uh, I don't know, then you turn up your radio and then there's a Coca-Cola ad. And then that's three times. And slowly it's like kind of seeping into your subconscious Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola. This is kind of the concept that people used for... Brainwashing? Use, no, not for brainwashing, for... um. Like if you're unknown, if your product is unknown or you as an entity are unknown, this is the thing that's supposed to like hopefully get people to actually take a second look. So I guess this is the weird thing about like content now, right? Like on the internet, it's not good enough to have one video show up in front of someone's face one time. Mm. That one person has to see you multiple times before they actually properly engage with you and the systems are set up in such a way that it's like just show me as many things as possible <laughs> now mm. um, so people are just blasting their own faces with constant imagery mm. now it's like our task to try and make those people eventually engage and like just think about you as a user of a social media platform how many times do you see a thing or a person it comes up multiple times, but you don't engage with them. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. You don't like it. You don't respond to it. You don't listen to that new album that they've just dropped, all that stuff. Mm. So it's like, okay, we need to learn how to navigate that. To How do I guarantee a certain percentage of those people that see this ad for my new album, how do I guarantee a certain percentage of them are going to listen to it? Mm that's like the game mm. and it's incredibly exhausting and then when you see you see certain people who having success through social media but you see how they did it and you sort of go i don't think i want to do that mm. but is there a version of that that i can do that works for me mm. so what are some things that made you go hmm like because you want the success, right? Like, you want the clicks. We want people to be engaged. Um, and then you see, say, memes or content, whatever, that gets shared or gets a buzz. Is that is that mm. a thing? Is that a word? Yeah, you're, you're talking like an executive now. Oh. <laughs> no. Um <laughs> Yeah, so these kids are there. Well, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta create a buzz. You see? Well, like in Japanese, we say buzzeru, like buzzeta, like buzzeta is like it has buzzed. Buzzeru is like it is buzzing. <laughs> um, so I was like, I thought it was one of those English words when I was using it. That's why I was like, okay, is that okay. is that a thing? Is that just Japanese people stealing English words? Okay, so it is a thing. Okay, so you want to make that right? But, yeah, a lot of the times it can be a bit cringy, like you were just saying. So what kind of things have you seen that you were like, mm. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Music artists literally just take pictures of themselves or they have, like, photo shoots, right? And then they post a picture from the photo shoot and then there's, like, a caption that's, like, new music coming your way soon. What's right? wrong with that? I know it's this is like a weird thing, but for me, it's like, what does your f face have to do with new music? And then like people posing and looking really cool, and I don't know, like it's something I struggle with big. T and you know, I don't like generally like photos in the first place, mm. but like I did a photo shoot for promo stuff. Yeah. But the idea of just like posting the photo in order to talk about something else that's i don't know it doesn't have direct relation to the thing i mean for me it doesn't make me want to hear the thing and so i don't end up hearing the thing most of the time and this uh, this is why i'm like i'll just say it like it feels weird because i know that like my friends do it as well and you know if it's working it's working but i just think it's weird like surely I think it's just you've a done it as well thing. i've never just posted a picture of myself and said here's the thing uh, new things coming soon. I put yeah, go look. Never just of a photo shoot or whatever. I've taken a picture of me with all my records when my records came in and said, "Hey, look, here's a new record." 
or I posted pictures of a live show and said, hey, that was a great live show we played last night. And so you haven't used your profile picture for any... Oh, yeah. Not for like a post or anything. Oh, there's one picture of you. Where? <laughs> Where? Where? No, but it's it's like you're talking about a song. You're holding your tongue, literally. And that is a song. In, in oh, that's album. not a picture. That's a video. That's me talking about the song while oh. holding my tongue. Okay. See, that's me trying to find ways to like, okay, I'll try and sort of do the thing, but... But this is the thing. Like, I don't want to do the thing. But like, I really it, don't want to do the thing. Is it because you personally don't like pictures? You're the type of person that doesn't find a lot of meaning in pictures in general, right? Like you would frown or like pull a face if I'm like, Imran, let's take a picture. And you're like, why? I think here's what it is. And this is maybe, maybe somebody out there understands this. It's not how I ever fell in love with someone's music. So I don't see how it can be the way that people are going to fall in love with my music. Mm. You know what I mean? That's, that's, I think, what it is. Like, the way I've fallen in love with all my favorite music was by, you know, like, sitting down in front of the TV, MTV, and this music video comes on. Like, the first time I saw Paranoid Android. And I was like, what? is this and i was like just really enthralled by this video and the song was incredible and then i got a guitar magazine and there was a you know like a full-length article about uh johnny greenwood from radiohead and from then on it was just like i'm in love with this band Mm. but and yes there were pictures of them there in the, the magazine but the pictures were relevant to you know the the article i guess but maybe they're not maybe this is just like surely have you had any like posters in your room of like artists posing yes yeah so why did you get that like why do you have that cuz i definitely i feel like i'm interrogating that is not my intention at all but like i just no, want to understand fine. like because i'd I'm sure rather people out there. I'd rather be interrogated because it's something i need to work on and get through so why did you have posters of people and i'm sure there's posters of like i know you like a lot of skateboarding skateboarders yeah. oh that's different um, skateboarding is definitely different because photos in skateboarding is part of the art of skateboarding like it's about trying to capture the right it's photography trying to capture the trick perfectly in the moment of the trick so mm. when you see like an amazing trick do they- you want that captured in a photo but are there any, like, posters of just the skateboarders, like, posing with their I, mates? They probably have them in magazines sometimes. I never had those on my wall. Okay. So what kind of posters did you have, like, on I your wall? I just had bands from... Like, playing or were they posing? They were posing mm. most of the so, time. So, like, you know, I... So, I mean, I am, I guess, the opposite in the sense that I... Firstly, whenever I make shows... um. In the posters, I usually like faces. I like cool art, but I mean, I haven't been in a lot of, and I haven't directed a lot of big budget uh, mm. plays and theatre. And then because I need to usually source the people myself, I have usually resorted to taking pictures of the cast or having pictures of people's faces. And because it's also, and I need to find the statistics or the study, but it is said that it is more likely that people feel more attracted or feel closeness or feel more... Like connected. Connected when there's faces i get it like people connect to people's faces and it's the same like you know there people like to associate things with faces like you know how some doors look like faces and if something has like three dots people assume that it looks like a face yeah yeah, yeah. like it's it's got to do with psychology i wish i did some reading there's a part of your brain that is always looking for faces in everything right like that familiar familiar uh Mm. vibe the word like it derives from likeness as in familiar as in so when you say you like something it's like you're saying i am familiar with this i connect with this i identify with this you know what i mean which makes Mm. perfect sense and i get all that basically 
it's just I struggle because so those pictures, the posters that I'd have would always be from magazines that were accompanied with an interview. So you're like reading the interview with the band and then it comes with a picture because it's like, hey, this is who we're talking about. And it's like, yeah, cool. So now the only difference is instead of the magazine promoting you, you are promoting yourself. Mm. But also (laughs) you're promoting yourself constantly and saying nothing of any importance half of the time. Yes, you are. You're trying to say, like, don't forget about me. I'm around. New music is coming. Don't forget my face. Like, I mean, that's not what you're literally saying, but... I mean, that's the message, right? And I think there is a feeling of stupidity behind it because people who constantly do it are usually a nobody. They're not super famous yet, right? Mm. And there is a feeling of, especially for us, we're not really used to being like, look at me, look at me. In our culture, being humble is more celebrated rather than the whole go-getter vibe and so if it's somebody doing it for us i think then it's okay but if it's when you have to do it yourself it feels a bit icky yeah maybe so i think it's the whole fact that we need to be entrepreneurs not only can we just if we can just focus on being an artist, it's fine because then we have other people promoting us but because we're independent artists who need to do our own marketing, need to really promote ourselves, there's that weird light of, uh, is this lame to have to like push myself out there, maybe? Well, ultimately, I feel like yes. <laughs> and that's why it's like, mm. there's definitely lines where I'm just like, I'm, I don't want to do that. So now, like I told you recently that I got on TikTok. Yes, a lot of musicians, which I was like, what? I know. <laughs> But a lot of musicians have been migrating there. And if you look now, you'll see that just in the last month, tons of celebrities have suddenly jumped on it, right? Because now all of a sudden everyone's caught on and going, oh, this is like the hot thing. And I think maybe because at some point, you know, Donald Trump was talking about we're going to outlaw TikTok in America, it became more interesting and talked about. You can see now that YouTube and Instagram have created their own versions of the TikTok algorithm because they see now that it's popping off. So that's why Instagram now has Reels, which I'm not sure people even realize this, but it's just built Mm. on the same model as TikTok. That's why they made it because they were like, oh, TikTok has this algorithm where you just open the thing and it's almost roll of a dice. Um, It it grabs from a, a bigger pool and puts it in front of you and it can do that because of the frequency at which the content comes at you right you turn on the app and it's instantly feeding you things what i find interesting with algorithms like when, as soon as you press search this you know how there's um there's the house button and then there's the search button then there's the reels button which is mm. what you were saying about like stealing from tiktok now there's a shopping button yeah, I've so seen I guess that. businesses can sell stuff. Yeah. Um, but with the search button, there's like just a bunch of clips yeah. and videos and memes. Yeah. I guess that's what other people have liked, right? Yeah, I guess. I, I think it's just like showing things that are like somewhat relevant to your interest. Because if I go to the search thing, most of what I'll see is like guitars and skateboarding. And memes, like Spongebob memes. <laughs> I have a lot of chihuahuas. I've got food. I've got slime. I've got makeup. It all makes sense. It all makes perfect sense. That's just you in a nutshell, basically. No. That should have been on your vision board. Oh, yeah. By the way, have you um, have you looked at your vision board since we last talked about it? I have, actually. Oh. Yeah, I have. A couple times. A couple times. <laughs> pulled it up and went, yeah. I still like the coloring on this thing. <laughs> I just admired the board as as a thing of its own. Just all oh, put together. No, but so um, what I was going to say was the, the main reason I first went, okay, let me check out this TikTok thing was because John Mayer went on there and was like posting a thing on there and it made its way onto Instagram. And I was like, oh, you did that on TikTok? Okay, let me see this TikTok thing. And so he's one of the few people I follow on there. 
And now he's like, like he posted up a thing of him playing the chords to American Boy because it's trending at the moment. There's a, some kid did a remix of the song, like it's the music to American Boy, but he's singing about Fortnite and he just sounds like some little kid, you know, Um, and he's changed all the words to be about Fortnite and that's what everyone's doing. So he shared like a video of him playing the chords to the Fortnite song and then Tori Kelly did a duet video with it where she's singing along to it and like you know she's an amazing singer or whatever but i'm like these are people who do they need this exposure right now or not like isn't john mayer pretty okay where he's at right now financially or is he now making sure that he stays relevant or is he legitimately just having a good time i don't know but there's like and then there's like comedians on there as well who are just like if there's a new trend, then they're, like, doing it as well. Like, there was this other trend that... This is how quickly you learn things, just by the things... Uh, just screaming information. It feels more like screaming. This is what I can't stand, is it feels like people yelling at me, like, incessantly. Uh, it's mm. the same as listening to, like, FM radio. FM radio is, like, really offensive to my senses. He's such a fucking wanker. <laughs> no, it, it, but it is though, like, and I know I'm not the only one, uh, because it's it's fast, everything's fast and loud, and it's extremely compressed. I just don't know how you feel anything other than anxiety from it. Anyway, uh, what was my point? I completely just got lost. John Mayer, staying relevant, the noise, it's loud. Oh, there was another trend. So I learned about like five trends in one day. And there was another trend where it was just play this particular song and then shoot the video from way below. So it's like you can see underneath your chin sort of thing. And then you just do a dumb dance. And there was like famous American uh, American comedians doing it. I'm like, that's so weird. But it's also obviously like if it's going to happen any time, like, during COVID, this is when this sort of thing seems appropriate to happen, when people are locked mm. away and don't know what to do with themselves. So right. then in, in another way, like, who am I to be angry or judgmental about people maybe just wanting to feel a part of it all? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I definitely think it's a relevancy thing with people like John Mayer. Like, if I asked my grade fives who john may is nobody will know yeah you know yeah so maybe he's doing well with people our age but we're gonna get old he's got to keep on making some music i don't know maybe it's not about the money like i think it's i think it's about being relevant and also being a part of a community yeah i think that's what these trends are right um those TikTok dancers, all the kids that are into it, knowing that dance is cool. And that hasn't, that didn't just start recently, right? Like, this was a thing oh, yeah. in, like, you know, in discos and stuff as well. Mum mm-hmm. would always tell me about how you'll have to know the certain dance to the certain song. Yeah. Or else you're lame. Mm. So, you know, all these 20 something year olds, I don't know. Uh, in the 70s, 80s, whatever. Well, both actually. And there's like a certain dance that you need to do Hmm. and that's cool. And that's still going on, but in a different form on a different platform. Hmm. And yeah, I think we always come back to this, but like being a part of something, being recognized, it's all about being loved. (laughs) It is. It absolutely is. But okay, so this is the other thing that's interesting then is like to come back to the relevancy thing and John Mayer, he is our case study now. (laughs) Great songwriter, very good songwriter, Mm. has written many songs, has recorded and released many studio albums now, like, uh, and he's tried a lot of different things. He went a little country, he went extremely pop at one point, uh, but just a good songwriter. Now, he's like maybe... 10, 15 years older than us. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, 43. So now, if I think about musicians who were, say, a generation or two before that, like I'm thinking of like people like my parents would have grown up 
in the just because you mentioned the 70s thing it made me think of it like what they were listening to and the relevance of those artists if you take someone like i'll just go extreme as far as like songwriters american great american songwriters because i think john mayer like has the potential to be regarded as a great american songwriter but times have changed if you take someone like bob dylan and how come i i know the name bob dylan you know what i mean you're a musician you're a professional musician <laughs> everyone knows the name of bob dylan not everyone Every, i mean i wouldn't have known age. if my parents i mean i wouldn't have known if my parents didn't like them like him my parents don't like bob dylan and i know bob dylan yeah again you're a musician no i don't think that's because i'm a musician i think most people know who bob dylan is most people at least would know Oh yeah, Mr. Tambourine Man. Or they would just know the what? Mr. Tambourine Man? Yeah. Is that the song? Not that's Piano Man? Hey, Mr. Tambourine tambourine Man, man. play a song for me. I am sleepy and there's no place I'm going to. Piano Man's Billy Joel. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, maybe I'm a musician. there's too many men with instruments. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he was regarded in such a way at a certain state in his career, like for the same amount of time that John May has been in his career, Bob Dylan was already established as like Bob Dylan, Bob fucking Dylan. Uh, but maybe oh. that's too extreme in a, a comparison. Maybe a closer thing to Bob Dylan is like Ed Sheeran. Who... I haven't seen on social media at all, by the way. Yeah, he's he does not touch that, I think. He went on some trip for two years without a phone around the world, just like playing music and like hitchhiking and whatnot. Good man. Yeah. Good man. Just wrote those great pop songs that made him tons of money and he was like, cool. Now just like Bye. just gonna do me <laughs> and not worry about being mm. relevant. And then guess what? Like if tomorrow he goes, hey guys, I got a new song. Everyone's all over it. Mm. So you know how, say, a lot of actors do these blockbuster movies in order to just get the money and then they just go off and do their own thing. Taika Waititi, he does these, you know, Marvel movies yeah. so he can do his small little projects. Same with George Clooney, like he stars in these huge movies, but also he likes to direct and, oh, not, is it George Clooney? No, Ben Affleck does that. Mm. If they stop doing that, do you think... I don't think they... If people stopped feeding that trash, do you think better art can be more... More potent art. Yeah, can it be, do you think it can be more mainstream? Yeah. I think that's a good question. I think maybe the answer is no. For the same reason that you can't stop people from eating McDonald's. You can't stop people from, like, going with the cheap option, even though they know full and well. Like, they now know, oh, yeah, no, it's not very good for me. It's not good food for my system. But I'm going to eat it anyway. It doesn't stop people. Ultimately, people are, like, happier with the sugar. Like, it just... It's more immediately, the taste is, it tastes good. Like, you know what I mean? Um, sugar tastes good to most of us. Um, it's a quick fix. Yeah, it's like a quick fix, exactly. That's like the sad reality of like Marvel. Well, Marvel movies are not, I don't want to sh- shit on Marvel movies because they're not bad and there is an art to them. And mm, I like them. There's an art to everything. But Oh yeah, definitely. Giant blockbusters i mean like again mcdonald's not good for you but it doesn't kill you on the spot with people who need to eat in order to survive and if you had to only eat mcdonald's in order to survive you would survive eventually your body would see the repercussions of that but you won't die on the spot you know what i mean does that make sense? Okay, tie that tie that back to music. Tie that back to like the arts. So crappy music, crappy movies, crappy theater. I mean, that's that brings into question like what is the function of the art and the artist? And if the function of the art and the artist is just to if it really is just entertainment, then do you think that's why it's just a quick fix cuz the whole point is to just 
give you like a little distraction. Yeah, or a momentary reprieve. Like a lot of people say that like movies and art, they're used as a as a nice escape for people. You know, people mm. often talk about music in that light too. Sometimes people put like the most meaning into songs that might not actually mean that much, but it means the world mm. to them. If you take the song "You're Beautiful" by James Blunt, right? Mm-hmm. My life is brilliant. My life is brilliant. That's my James Blunt. Thank you. I played that song at a wedding before. The words "You're beautiful, you're beautiful, it's true." I saw your face. In a, in a crowded, crowded place, place, and I don't know what to do because I'll never be with you. Which, in the end, it's like this heartache song, but it's like, oh, I appreciate you from afar, but I'll never get to be with you. Hey, I actually wrote a song like that, but anyway. It's a little bit creepy. Well, he said that he came up with a song. It was completely tongue-in-cheek. He was like, it's a song about a bloke who's on the tube, he's on the train, really drugged up. He's super high and he sees this girl with this guy and he's just like got these intense feelings because he's high and he's like a total stalker and a weirdo. He's written this beautiful love song, but the reality is he's a complete creep. If you've ever seen James Blunt, like as a person, he's that kind of person. That song put him out to the world as like this um, sensitive songwriter, blue eyed, stare into the camera kind of person. But that's not who he is. Mm. What is the point? The point is that people will people would rather just go, us oh, nice love song, and not mm. think anything more than that, because that satiates whatever part of them needs a love song, a simple love song in their life. And I think, I guess, the struggle for anyone who's in art is you sort of have defined art as more like this navigating thing for life where you can delve deeper into the meaning of life whereas people are not coming to you looking for the meaning of life or looking for like the bigger questions or wanting to be you know really challenged when they listen to music you know what i mean or when they watch a movie but those are often like the the greatest pieces of art are usually those things that do that mm. I don't know. I don't know what my point is. It's Yeah, it's kind of, we're going, I think, off tangent a lot, but it's okay. But just while we're talking about songs with different meaning, I think we often don't listen, well, I personally don't listen to a lot of lyrics first. I often get kind of interested in the melody, and then later on I listen hmm. to the lyrics, or I read the lyrics. And I think there's a lot of songs out there that are like, oh, this sounds really nice, and then the reality is very different, right? So, for example, the police song, Every Step You Take, that's ultimately a stalker song, right? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Every breath you take, every move you make, every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching you. Every single day, every word you say, every game you play, Every night you stay, I'll be watching you. Oh, can't you see? You belong to me. How my poor heart aches with every step you take. Yeah. Super creepy, nah. <laughs> he's, he's a He is a great lyricist. Nobody writes songs mm. like he does. It's very, very specific. Yeah. Uh, he wrote it in the aftermath of his separation from his then-wife... Sad face. Okay, so let's let's bring it back. Let's bring it back from we just went off complete off tangent, which is fine. You know, it's just a bitch for me to edit it later on. So I'm just gonna bring it back. Um, so we've been talking about we first started talking about content, right? Yes. And from there, you started saying it's a bit awkward to have to promote yourself. I don't see the point of seeing faces and then. You know, how does that lead to people wanting to listen to your music? To then saying, well, faces are familiar. And then from there, we kind of went a little off topic. Now, there's that whole saying of sex sells, right? Do you find it more difficult as a male artist to try and like find different ways to sell yourself? Because I think if you're a chick, it's like there are 
you know, show show some titties, and then there's like people following. Absolutely, you away. absolutely. Um, Maybe that's not you know. I'm sure, and I'm not saying not you know all female musicians do this they don't but like yeah. for example like it's very easy to get the likes mm. and the follows if you're going to show titties and but if even you even dignity, if you're like if even if you won't do that even if you're like beautiful like i know uh of a singer who like recently just like totally got like a she just got like a really short cut mm. and dressed in a completely completely cool almost grungy sort of look Mm. and just has these really cool stylized sort of photos and you know that works too so i think guys can do it as well just fine but i i don't i don't think it's an issue of me being a male basically is what i'm saying and Mm. females being able to do that sort of thing I think it's an issue of me not being comfortable with the concept altogether. When I see people do it, I just go, why? And I think it's because I know why. I know why because we just need to have content out there at all times. We need to capture people. And when I see it, I feel like the person is desperately trying to get my attention. And I don't want to look desperate like they do to me. But mm. everyone else seems to turn a blind eye. Not everyone else, but a lot of other people do. They just go along with it. So I guess TikTok is a good way. Like, TikTok already has this blueprint, right? This is the trend. This is the. This is what exactly you need to do. This is the dance. This is the shot. This is the joke. This is the audio that you need to lip sync whatever to. Oh, this is this is the next level. People cheat the algorithm. They literally go, "I'm going to do whatever my content is, and then I'm also going to tag the most famous audio that's that's on TikTok right now." But I'm just I'm going to put it on mute. So they just mm. have it in there on mute. <laughs> this is how in touch I am. I'm not at all. Is what I'm saying. Let's say it's like a guy who's doing like a a comedy piece. You know, when you come home and you forget the milk and your girlfriend be like, blah, blah, blah. And then when you look at the bottom of the screen, he's added the audio for Ariana Grande's new song. But it's not plain. You can't hear it. You just put it there Mm. so that more eyes will see it. So just cheating the algorithm. And that for me is enough to like, I would die. If I had to do that and have people see it, if it was like a video of me doing a thing, promoting something, and then the person sees down the bottom, I tag that Ariana Grande song, even though she, it's not even being used. Mm. I just, oh, I can't, I can't do that. With, say, Instagram or what people usually do with products, you have to think of a new way commercials you have to think of a new catchphrase mm-hmm. um, a jingle all this stuff right uh, your target audience but it seems like tiktok has taken away that job for you you just have to do the same thing as everybody else and hopefully people will see you and if they like the looks of you or how you're doing that certain thing you know people will start following you like mm. you're within the trend you're relevant and then within the the umbrella yeah. you can stand out i guess like my question to you is do you think it's easier to be promoting yourself through tiktok than any other platform right now yeah i actually think it is mm. i think there's a good reason why so many people have jumped on it just very recently yeah it's weird though because it means that you literally have thousands upon thousands of people now that are hoping to get tiktok famous for doing Mm. like lots of different things for doing music just creating comedic content uh dancing fashion whatever like makeup yeah makeup just like all the stuff i don't see yeah so it's like everyone's on there and in fact when you flick through it sometimes you'll get a video that's where, where it's just somebody going are you trying to get noticed on tiktok follow these five steps or whatever. I, yeah. I saw one come up the other day and there was this guy, he just goes, he's looking real earnestly at the camera and he goes, <laughs> what did he say? It was something along the lines of like, hey, are you looking to become really famous on TikTok for your music? Me too. So if you figure it out, please let me know. 
<laughs> and that was the video. No, it, that's pretty funny. It's like so many yeah. videos about... Um, Just click and subscribe. Yeah. Which I have also been doing on Instagram. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and thank you if you've already done it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> But I'm not paying them out because these are people that are trying to make it in their own business model, right? Like they're hustling. they're hustling. They're hustling. That's all they're doing. When there's a guy that comes up, you know, one guy came up and I and I followed the link and I uh I actually linked up with him in the end. But um he's like a producer who's worked on a lot of television mainly. So he's done a lot of Netflix mm-hmm. shows and like composed music for them and uh, produced a lot of music and he's done some pop work like he worked with Tegan and Sarah um, like Love all these them. like uh, all these artists who made it mainly in sync work so like their music got put on television and stuff so he's been very involved in like television and stuff uh, but he's now doing these like you know instructional uh, courses on how to produce music make your music mm. like sound good and then also music business and stuff but he's got like no money currently to his own name because all his money's gone into investing into this thing. Mm. Um, so like, I joined one of his live streams and he was like, guys, straight up, like, I'll show you my bank account right now. <laughs> I will show you my bank account. It's 96 cents in there right now. My girlfriend's um, paying for everything at home. Uh, all the money I make out of this thing, which like it technically is very cheap what you for all the things he's giving you. Mm. Um, and I guess this is kind of the one other point I want to make is like, we are making so much content constantly for no return. And that's, Mm. that's pretty messed up. Like, it's pretty weird to think that like you could pour all your money into making an album and it doesn't see the return. Mm. And then in order to get more people to listen to the album you have to create lots and lots more content and then hopefully you'll see some return it's very strange but also we're kind of talking i mean i'm talking from a standpoint of you're creating content in order for people to go listen to the actual product Mm. whereas now it's kind of like accept the fact that the content now is the product maybe the content is the product now instead because i'm pouring Mm. all this time into it Maybe I should be seeing return just on that itself rather than, I don't know, I'm just thinking out loud, like maybe albums is not relevant, <laughs> basically is what I'm saying. Well, CDs are apparently not as relevant anymore, right? I'm not a musician, so apparently, I wouldn't Apparently, definitely. But for some reason, vinyls are coming back in, so people keep making vinyls, but CDs vinyls aren't Vinyls sort thing. of back in it's it still works because there are some people who want a physical copy and you can sell vinyl uh for quite a bit of money you can make quite a bit of money of vinyl sales if you sell enough okay but that that's by no means like the biggest artists in the world right now are not seeing most of their money from vinyl sales Mm. that's for sure musicians now do also have patreon that's like becoming the, the thing the avenue, mm. the main avenue. So effectively, that is the content being the product. Mm. Now people are paying for exclusive content. But I'm sure to think of those things is way more work than to come up with the best picture. Yeah, or just to yeah make a good album. Like mm. some of us just want to write and record really good music and hopefully see some return on it. I feel like a Patreon is nice because it feels more personal. Like you have a personal connection with the artist. And then there's also you're connected personally and you know where the money is going, if that makes sense. Like I feel like if you buy a vinyl from a shop, then a part of the money goes to the shop. Like maybe, I don't know, certain little things. But Mm. you know that that money, well, hopefully that money is going straight to them and they can receive it with your name on it. Yeah. So there's that personal connection, right? Yeah. Um, And also, as an artist, you can connect with your fans without anything in between. So I guess, like, that's kind of cool. I guess it's not just trying to be relevant as well with these platforms. It's also from these things you get opportunities like 
selling products. Mm. Um, like you get people like I see a lot of Instagram stories of people being like, Oh, this isn't an ad, but I really love these um Adidas yeah. whatever. <laughs> um Adidas you should totally um what is it? Uh endorse. Endorse me. Thank you. Yes. There's that whole, not only are you trying to sell yourself, but you're also trying to gain stuff. And then through getting the stuff and endorsing these products, you're also getting the people endorsing in that product, if that makes sense. Mm. So there's that whole connection, like the networking thing happening. It's not just like, look at me. But I think these different platforms like Instagram and Twitter and maybe not Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook... TikTok, all of these things. I think there's more than just like, look at me. I'm an artist. This is my product. It's also, I want free stuff. I can also advertise the stuff. Uh, we can connect each other's followers and we can help each other out. There's a lot of cross promotion. Mm. A lot of cross promotion. Which isn't, which isn't old. Like you see a lot of, um, Film, film clips, music videos with some rapper getting on their Dr. Dre beats on and it's like slowly kind of focuses on the headphones. Have you seen the documentary on uh, the Defiant ones? No. It's just about Dr. Dre and um, Jimmy Iovine who uh, created Beats by Dre. Mm. So it's kind of like a, uh, a documentary about both of their careers and they kind of run in tandem. So they're telling you both mm. stories, bouncing between the mm. two, and eventually the two of them uh, converge, and then they start, you know, a career t- together. But they they do touch on when they started Beats, and like the big move was just like, obviously they already have so many connections. Jimmy Iovine's like huge, huge music producer, and produced some of the biggest music like in the '90s and '80s. They basically just went, we need to slap this everywhere and anywhere put on as many heads as we can in front of as many cameras as we can so that's why that was all over every rap video and stuff because it's dr dre dr dre calls you up and says hey man if you got any new music put this in your music video you're probably going to do it that is cross promotion that is cross promotion it is and also it's so sneaky as well because and it's what's happening on these the social media stuff you see an artist that you like using a product that keeps popping up. It's like that little subconscious thing going on like, oh, they're using that. That's cool because I like them. I'm going to use it. Have you ever bought something and then later on looked at this thing and gone, oh, I was totally manipulated into buying this? Uh, probably food, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's just interesting because I'm thinking about like when Beats came out, I was like... No, I don't want your goofy headphones. They look ridiculous. And and it was painfully obvious to me that the way it was being marketing, like the marketing strategy was extremely obvious, I think. I mm. mean, you said it was sneaky, which it is, but it's also not. Like, you see For it. teens, for teens, it's like they don't see that. They just see their favorite artists Yo, but, using But it wasn't just teens. It was everybody. It was like people my age were buying them too. And people were just buying it because it was like, oh, this is just like the standard now. And then people that couldn't afford it were buying knockoff versions of the headphones. And it was like, okay, now you're just buying a piece of cheap plastic that sounds inferior to the thing because it looks like the thing. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's interesting how things are evolving, but it's still the same. Yeah. It's just everything's migrated to digital platforms and moves a lot faster Mm. Um, and changes a lot quicker you know what it's just magnified and i think everything that i've hated about the world around me is now just magnified inside of my phone that's basically all there is to it so in this podcast it's been quite the journey talking about content and then how people are using social the social media (laughs) social media to be relevant and trying to sell themselves everybody has a different goal right 
Mm. Some people just want to be popular. Some people just want to be doing what everybody else is doing, so they feel like they belong somewhere. Some people are out there to create the next buzz and get followers and endorsements and business.、Mm. Um, and then there's us who are just trying to survive <laughs> as artists while we can't do much because of the pandemic. So I guess. Slowly trying to wrap it up. What is your ideal way of marketing yourself and creating content? I don't know. I think that's something I'm trying to figure out for myself right now.、Mm. Which is why anyone listens to this, if you follow me on social media, media, you'll probably notice that I have spikes of activity, and then I'll just be completely quiet, and then there might be another spike, or just some random thing. I think expression is important to me, and that's the only time I feel motivated to post anything is when I feel like there's something I can express that's maybe worth sharing, even if it's a dumb joke. So yeah, I'm still trying to figure that out. I don't、mm. know. I do not know. But the ultimate goal is like hoping that people will <laughs> listen to an entire album. I mean, at the moment, that's all I really want. Is for people to listen to an entire album and maybe understand it on some level, but I guess I'll just work on more songs in the meantime. But yeah, just、uh, be aware beyond like <laughs> watching a documentary and going, "Oh no, everything's scary," because this is the world. Basically, this is the world we live in now, and it's happened so fast. I think this is my main point. Everything that's led now to the social media thing has happened so quickly, and we've fallen into it really hard with the pandemic as well.、Uh, I think it's pretty easy to just sort of be lost in it and get to the end of the day and be like, "What did I consume? And what good is it to me? What did it do for me in the end?" Just ask yourself that. But also, if you see a post by Street Rat on Instagram, please like it and please listen to his music. <laughs> please, please, unless you think it sucks, in which case, just don't, don't like it.、Mm. You know.、Mm. <laughs> I wonder if also, and and like hustling, right?、Mm. I feel like content equals hustling, and we'll talk about this another time. But is it? Okay, to create something and then have your mates then post it and repost it and getting their, because that's kind of, sort of, product. That's marketing strategy. Hmm. That's part of marketing strategy.、Hmm. Uh, but yeah. And yeah, community building, and then I always hate. Sorry, I. <laughs> Just very quickly, I always hate those posts that are like, "What do you think?" Put an emoji. Oh yeah, oh yeah.、Um, apparently, that doesn't help.、Uh, it doesn't do much、uh, at all, especially with the ever-changing algorithm these days.、Uh, for a while, it's like the more engagement you have for a post, the better.、Mm. Um, but apparently, that's changed now. Really? Yeah. I'll I'll try and find a. As in, just likes and emojis don't count, or the... like comments full stop. Comments, not so much. I think likes do help. The best way to engage and get more people to see things is when you can share it,、mm. or like save the content and then share it because there's like a save thing these days. Yeah, right.、Uh, folder. But yeah, that is that.、Um, right. Let's get out of here because it's gonna suck. Like I, I'm already kind of worried about editing this <laughs> this episode because we're all、too. over the place. <laughs> I'm worried too.、Um, well, thank you for if you are still here. Thank you for listening.、Um, sorry for going off tangents,、um, but I hope. We were able to give you some food for thought, and if you have any comments, if you have any comments, leave a little emoji.、Oh、Love part emoji. Okay. <laughs> Look, the bottom line is, it's,、no. it's, it's just a conversation. It's discussion, and、yep. this is how discussions go sometimes, and I think that's okay. So, that is that.
But uh, thank you, Imran, for hanging out and talking about stuff. And Indeed. We'll more, and you. We'll talk more, more stuff next time. <laughs> Bye.